This is the Shea Spark Show, where business and military leaders share what it means to invest in leadership, relationships, and self-love. And stay tuned for the end of the interview. There is a new coaching segment that you won't want to miss. Is there a fight in your life that you're facing that you're not sure that you have the skills or the tools or even the no, if you should do a, a right hook or an uppercut or a jab? Well, do I have a guest for you? We are so honored to have a beautiful fighter among us today. So welcome to the Shea Sparks Show, formerly known as the Power of Investing in People podcast, where we talk to business and military leaders about what it means to invest in leadership, relationship, and self-love. This is season 10 of my podcast, and it is time to shake things up a bit and listen to what I'm, I'm being called to do. And so here we are shifting and expanding the name and what we're really talking about, which is relationships, leadership, and a love, and that could also mean self-love. So I am your host, Shay Sparks, Chief Excitement Officer of Sparks of Fire International, where we spark leaders to find, use, and share their voice through coaching, podcasts, and publications so that they're fired up about their life and business. And man, talk about being fired up. My guest today is the amazing Delilah Mantos. Welcome to the show, Delilah. Hey, oh my gosh, I am so honored to have you as a guiding light you have been on Instagram. Aww. We've been friends for years, so thank you for being here. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. It's really awesome. Yeah, it's awesome how it all has come together. So Right? Yeah, yeah. I love it. And for those of you who don't know, Delilah V. Matos is empowers females to face any challenges in life with a fighting spirit. She is a master division competitive boxer, not only passionate about the fight within the ropes, but even more so beyond the ropes. She is the founder of Beautiful Fighter as the female empowerment mission-based ministry. One, she feels God has called her to serve women of all ages to face each day fighting beautifully. Her heart's desires is to have every woman to know their identity in God and to lean on him in all things and not in the world or anything that the world may tell you to be. When facing any obstacles, she reminds you that you're a fighter at heart and you can face the fight beautifully and win. Yes, and, yes, and we invite you to connect with her on our website at beautifulfighter.com. And my gosh, Delilah, I'm so excited to just dive in. And I'm going to start the first question of what does investing in self-love mean to you? Mean to me for myself or in general? Both. Okay. However you want to answer. Investing in self-love is really for me is about investing in growing your spiritual walk. Uh, God, because that's really for me where it, where it's rooted in. I can't, I've learned throughout the years that that is where self-love begins is knowing that you are loved by a God that loves you unconditionally. And when you can understand that fully, it's really, 
it's really big to think about how could I be loved unconditionally, you know, but you are by a loving God. And so for me, I find my self-love within that. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So I I know that we talked about in your bio that you're a boxer. Yeah. So how did that journey begin? (laughs) And the fact that you're spiritual as well and have the spiritual journey can yeah. you share with us how all this like comes together for you? Yeah. So like, I've always been, uh, you know, you, you hear, you hear of that word gym rat, whatever, but my whole life, really, I've, I've been athletic, been in the gym for many, many years. There was a period of time where I did something that's called like figure competitions, or it's, it's kind of like a form of bodybuilding sort of, but for females where it's figure competitions. And so I did that for a while, but I had gotten to a point where I really wanted to challenge myself differently. And I really stepped out of that arena because I actually had developed an eating disorder from that sort of diets that were kind of constructed to do as part of my programs that I was given. So that's another story, but I knew it was time for me to try something different. And so I actually started out trying uh, a sport called Muay Thai and it's a, it's a form of kickboxing that really comes from Thailand. And I really loved it, but I, I really loved the boxing aspect of it the, Mm -hmm. the most And being older, I was, let's see, it was almost 38 at that time. I thought, you know what? I really need to preserve my knees and ankles the most that I can. Mm -hmm. I love the boxing part. I'm going to extract that part that I really love and run with it. And I did. And again, I was older, right? So 38, 39 to start boxing at that age and then decide you want to do it competitively you know, I was very late in the game, but it's never too late. So, right. and I really love it. I love it, not just from a competitive standpoint, but the way it makes you feel, it's very empowering. Even if you don't step into the ring to, to like, to compete and fight, you know, really my whole thing is the fight is every day, but it's yeah. a great form of exercise, self-confidence, just it's a whole body workout and it challenges you. I always say, you you think you're in shape until you box and it's really true it's really really true mm-hmm. so yeah so that's just kind of like the story with that and and i've been boxing ever since so yeah, yeah. well i have to tell you that i don't know how what your math is like or what skincare routine or but you're reverse aging because i thought you were only Aww. 35 i had no idea oh, I'm 35. <laughs> yeah. yeah i know oh. and yeah so here you are in your in the later in life, so to speak, and you're yeah. doing something so incredibly taxing on your body. Definitely. Uh, that is so courageous in itself. Yeah. I took Krav Maga in my 40s. And I mean, I'm only 25. So how does math work? And so, <laughs> you know, I took that. You need a calculator. Right. So. right. In my 40s. And it was so like the word empowering doesn't even do it justice. it's right and so I completely get what you're talking about it's as if you not just empower but you become the superpower that it's meant to create in you definitely it brings out it brings out the best in you it challenges to the point where you don't think you can go beyond but you go because you're you it proves to you that you can do more than you think you're capable of right? right so It's not just the physical discipline, but it's a mental discipline and it's awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
And it just, I don't know, boxing for me, it it just makes my world work. I mean, it, you know, it's great to, to have an outlet of any kind. Some people it's art, some people it's, you know, dance, some people it's whatever, you know, you have to find whatever that is and, and, and go with it. If it rings with you and it feels right, you you need to listen to that. Yeah. Mm. If it rings with you, pun intended, at the end of the round, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So how does, where were you before doing boxing? Were you, before you became a professional Boxer. Well, I'm not a professional, so I'm an amateur boxer. Gotcha, so amateur. But that. you're teaching amateur, people, because right? I started you're... when I was 38. Gotcha. Right? So there's no way right now. Never say never, but no, I am not professional. I'm in the I'm a USA boxing amateur boxer. So okay. I'm in Thank the you. Master, yeah, I'm in the masters division. So 40, like 35 and 40 and up considered masters it's really a nice way of saying old people but we're, we're in our own division and it's really an exciting division honestly because at this point in our lives we're not doing it for money we're not doing it for whatever we're not doing it definitely to become pro we're not right we're doing we really love it and so yeah so I'm definitely not professional but you know when I'm training for a fight I, I do my best to train like a professional my diet and all that is very on point and I take it pretty seriously but that's when I really feel my best too well and you uh, thank you for clarifying that and yeah. also are teaching others to oh, yeah. yeah yeah so you really oh. not just embodied a passion for you you really help others embody that same passion as well. You're giving the gift back. Right. And it's interesting because the way that I give back through boxing is a little bit different than say like a regular like boxing gym, right? So you'd go in, you have the gloves and that, and you're, you're hitting pads and you're doing drills. So I teach shadow boxing and the reason why I've taken that route really first, it began, it began with uh, my passion with serving cancer patients. So people that are going through chemo and radiation mm-hmm. therapy, while they're in going through therapy or, or approaching remission or going through their, their, their cycles, right? A lot of times they're, they need an outlet too. And to, to be able to bring them something that is empowering yet not so aggressive and intense was a gap that I wanted to fill because I saw that it there was really nothing for them. Mm. So I began teaching my shadow boxing program for Northwestern Medicine Cancer Resources here in Illinois. And I and I teach every week and it's amazing. And so I've been doing that for a while. And then what I decided, I was like, you know, the general public, there's a lot of people that are intimidated by boxing, especially yeah. women. Mm-hmm. they're not really sure about it either it's too you know they'll watch it on tv and think i'm not doing that or they, they think it's getting punched in the face right away so i really wanted to also take that to the general public right so right now I, i'm teaching my shadow boxing class for a uh, non-alcoholic brewery called go brewing wow, and uh, yeah it's awesome so i teach right in the tap room and <laughs> i teach every third sunday at 11 and it's awesome yeah so Wow. Not, your, not your mainstream boxing class. Yeah. But you know what God has shown me? I never do anything mainstream. <laughs> I don't, I'm not mainstream. I'm just not. And I'm good with that. That's okay. So, yeah. I love this. So what, <laughs> how, what, 
tell take us back to your journey before all of this. What were you? What was your profession then? What were you doing? So I still do it. So my my background is actually in aesthetics. It's really really funny. So I've been doing facials for years. Wow. I've been a licensed skincare professional since 1998 mm. and actually 1996. And I started really working in 1998. So I've been active in the industry this whole time. Well, and, that's why um, you haven't aged. You're, <laughs> your oh, face is beautiful because you're an nutrition, yes. nutrition and exercise. Yes. But, but so, you know, I, I had a passion for helping people feel good, right? Yeah. Not just look good, but feel good. And that was at a very young age. I knew I knew that I knew that I knew that I wanted to be in an industry where I could help people feel better. That I knew from a young age. I just wasn't sure what it was. So I got licensed into everything, skin, hair, nails, whatever, anything to do with beauty, makeup, all that. And out of all of it, I, I found that aesthetics really just called to me. It was a, it was a chance for me to be with somebody in a treatment room, give them a great facial, relaxing, Oftentimes my clients fall asleep, you know, it's just, it's just a really time to hydrate the skin, relax. So it's pretty interesting that I, I give wonderful facials and I am really nice to the face and then I'll turn around and go to the gym and spar and punch people in the face. So it's, it's, just, okay. <laughs> it's not mainstream, but that's the way God's made me, I guess. So, you know, but yeah, so that's my background is really in aesthetics and, you know, and then throughout the years, just beautiful fighter came around because it was like, this isn't just about beauty. You know, it was never about the beauty industry is so saturated. Now, when we look at our younger girls and things, our teen girls and stuff, it's so saturated with look this way and be skinny and you need this product and that product. And there's just so much of it. I really, it was really laid on my God, really laid it on my heart that like, you know, it's not about beauty. It's about fighting beautifully, no matter what you're facing in life, because we all have something. Yeah. So my, my passion for boxing with, with actually fighting to really fighting the fight of life with my background in the industry, beauty industry, just kind of like I brought, I kind of brought both worlds together and that's kind of where beautiful fighter was born. Just listening to your story, first of all, you can tell how amazingly passionate about it you are. I am. I really love what I do. And I also do reflexology. So it's a treatment for the feet for Mm -hmm. that have neuropathy that are going through cancer therapy. And I'm pretty busy doing that as well. So all of it's considered like touch therapy, right? So it's really helping individuals to feel better, not just be beautiful or be pretty or whatever, but it's feeling better. Cause when you feel better, you look better because you radiate, right? So there's an yeah. energy that you, you radiate and feel good. And, and that's really what it's about, you know? I, I love that. And, you know, touch therapy, I've never heard that term before, but it makes sense from the yeah. reflexology, the facials. And when you punch somebody in the face, you all feel better, right? <laughs> right. That's right. And then, they take my, you know, you take, you come take boxing class with me and we're, we're working it out. You know, we're, yeah. punches, we're learning combinations, we're working, you know, so it's not just about treating the, the surface. It's about right. empowering you from within. So, yeah. I love that. So you're working yeah. with a cancer hospital. It was there. How did you get into the, that type of so, world? Yeah, Were you a personally I, affected or anything? Yeah, I Thank God I've never been personally affected, but a lot of my family members have. My grandparents have. It runs into my family. So it does hit close to home, but I thank God have never had an 
any kind of episodes with it. Lots of clients that have had cancer, personal clients. And then one of my big courses that I took in oncology aesthetics was given at Northwestern Medicine's facility uh, at the Cancer Resource Center. And I had never heard of it. This is going back about 10 years ago now. And I was like, this place is awesome. You know, that's how I was introduced to the center. Mm -hmm. And I knew, I knew once I was done with my oncology aesthetics course that I was going to, I was going to serve there. And that's, I've been there ever since. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. 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 How does spirituality, you mentioned it in the beginning, how does that journey fall into everything that you're telling us? Where does that land? Wow. So, you know, I, I've been, you know, you, you hear the term like believer, right? I've been a believer mm-hmm. all my life and I have been a believer all my life, but God really called me um, in my heart. I just knew it when I was around 11, 12 years old, I was invited to this youth group um, with one of my best friends at the time, Hannah, and I'll never forget it. It was my very first time to a church like that. I had never been in a youth group before I went there and all, I'll never forget it. There, the whole room, they were singing. I wasn't sure what they were singing about, but there was something that came over me at that mm-hmm. young, tender age. And I never have forgotten that. You know, fast forward all these years, you know, I was a single mom for many years, had lots of struggles. And, you know, we never arrived to this perfect place, right? We're right. always in transition to something yep. new, growing, learning all the time. We never yeah. arrive until we get to heaven. But uh, about Nine years ago, eight years ago, I was baptized in Kenya. I had finally gotten to this wow. point in my life where I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done playing tug of war with you, God. I'm just done playing tug of war. You've shown me many times. I I, I really ventured off on other things. I tried Buddhism for a little while. I did, you know, I really dabbled in, in pretty much even some of the Indian religions, right? Mm-hmm. And nothing, nothing came back to me in my nothing fulfilled me the way the the Christianity faith has fulfilled me the way knowing Christ has has filled my heart and changed my life so I got baptized in Kenya and then you know even after that I still was on a journey of now I got to find a church where do I then I church top for many years I mm-hmm. church top I couldn't find a, a church this one's too big you have to you cannot give up and that's what I tell people all the time when they're like, how did you find such a great church? You can't give up. There's Mm -hmm. there's a place for everyone. You just have to find the right place and pray about it. God will lead you to the right place that you need to be and surround you with the people that he has for you. Right. Because he loves us. So, so yeah, baptized in Kenya. And here I am all these years later. And I just kept chiseling away. I kept in his word. I read his word more now than ever before, Mm -hmm. but it took, it took time to get there, you know, and, and it, you're always evolving. You're always growing mm-hmm. in Christ. You're always growing in your faith. It never, it's never ending. And that's the beautiful part, you know, and he just takes you from glory to glory. And that's his promise and his word. So I love that taking you from glory to glory. Yeah, takes you from glory to glory. And, and, you know, it's not all glorious all the time, mm. right? Just like with beautiful fighter, I think it's not always beautiful all the time. You know, it's not always beautiful facing a fight. It's not beautiful facing cancer. It's not beautiful for some women that face domestic violence. There's there's so much out there that people face in their fight of whatever they're facing in their life that it is ugly. It's not beautiful. 
But my message is that you can face it beautifully and God loves you. And if you lean in, lean into him, trust him, he will guide you. He will protect you. He loves you. He wants the best for you. And you can face that fight beautifully and win. You really can. What advice would you have for someone who is facing something, facing a fight right now? Would it be more of the spiritual component? Because I think that kind of plays into it as well. Or would it be more of, a, you know, leaning into the, the, the fight, that grit, that determination that you have deep inside of you? Yeah, I mean, I think it all depends on the person's situation, right? Because everyone's situation is different. Mm-hmm. But I feel like no matter what the situation is, there's always these poor foundations, right? So spiritual, mental, physical, they all come together. You really, I really believe you cannot have one without the other, right? Mm-hmm. We need to be spiritually healthy, mentally healthy, which, which will come from the spiritual, yeah. your spirituality, your, your, your connection with God needs to come first. It just has to be the most important thing above anything else, even above whatever, problem there is you have to trust and pray and that needs to be first right so spiritual is first then mental because after you surrender after you surrender those troubles yeah you surrender it to him and you just say lord take it you know because it's too much for me right surrender mentally now you're in a better place right Mm. because you're clear you can you can focus better you can hear from him more because you've you're not clouded mm-hmm. so much in your mind right so you've yeah. surrendered now you're like in a place of freedom right you're free in a, in a in a sense in your mind you've cleared up some space now you feel lighter you feel better now comes the physical right mm-hmm. so physically you begin to heal yourself physically exercise eating a little bit better because no one knows more than me that depression, you will just pig out. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I get it. Like I get having to face struggles and you just turn to food or you turn to whatever it is. We're all human. I've done Mm -hmm. it. You know, it's not like I've not faced things like that before, but you have to go in that order, you know, spiritual, mental, physical, because if you start with physical and you haven't cleared your mind or connected in prayer, Mm -hmm. it's, it's just backwards. So that's, that's the order I would, I would, that would be my advice to somebody is to get spiritually sound, surrender your, your troubles to him and he will guide you and lead you and speak to you. And, and then mentally, and then physically, you got to get moving. You got to walk, you got to get good sleep. You got to eat right. These are all things we've already heard a million times, right? So this isn't new information, but you know, it's, just that order that I found through the years just has, has really helped. And that would be my advice. Well, thank you for that. I believe a lot of times that, you know, uh, we're conditioned to do it the other way, right? We're like, oh, no, you got to focus on the physical first. You got to do the thing first. You got to do, you got to do, you got to be, and then you'll have. And it's like, okay, I don't think that's the right order. And I, I myself have learned through my coaching not just myself, but, you know, when I'm coaching other people, it literally starts with that being part, that spiritual part, that being still and allowing, I say, God to work in you so he can work through you. And then you get the have part, that mental, you have the right mindset, and then you're able to go do whatever the do is. So I love that you're saying it, the spiritual, the mental, and the the physical because then that's and a lot of times you know 
physical doesn't always have to mean exercise. Okay. Right. A lot of times, a lot of times physical can often mean stepping out of yourself, providing something for someone else. Take the focus off yourself. When I say physical, it's yes, exercise is good. It's part of that. It's part of a healthy body because our temple is, is holy, right? We are, we, we right. are called to, to take care of our temple, right? But when I say physical, oftentimes I'm thinking, don't focus on yourself so much. Find somebody else that, that you can help. Because a lot of times when you get your eyes off yourself and you go to serve someone else, it serves you. Yes. And so physical is not always about self. Physical right. a lot of times is about serving, you mm. know, so, so, so that, that just is something I wanted to clarify too. Yeah. Cause there's a I lot know. of people out there that need somebody to just listen to them, you know, or, mm. or they need help with something or, you know, it's not all about us all the time, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I yeah. love that, that component yeah. that you added the serve part. And yeah. one of the things that I have found with myself is that, when you sometimes when you change your environment the the environment you're in changes so oh, yeah. right Absolutely. so that's why the do yes. part comes in it's like okay so do something totally different like it might be you know walking in a in a different park than you've walked in before or something yeah. like that so yeah love i love that, that. i love that's that incredible. you know you mentioned in the beginning and i'll bring it back up again if you don't mind sharing sure. you talked about having an eating disorder so yes. can you tell us how that kind of started and Ooh. how you were able to crawl on the, on the other side of it? Yeah, I really, I really don't talk about this much. So, but it's part of my story, right? So like I said, I had dabbled in that figure competition world for a little while and it was great. I mean, I learned a lot about my body. I learned a lot about training. I, I, I learned a lot, but I think the biggest thing I learned was things not to do, you know, oftentimes yeah. we're focused on what I can learn to do mm -hmm. that we, we, we don't realize we also need to learn what that to do. Right. So that was my biggest takeaway from that whole, all those years. But, you know, the way that I was, how can I put this, the, the, the diets, the diets. Okay. It was very high protein, very low carbs, very low carbs. And then you're training very intensely for me, the kind of diets that I had that I was doing put me into a cycle where I would be great on this very low carb diet. Mm. And then all of a sudden I would crash and binge eat. And yeah. at first I didn't really think of it as a problem. Like I'd binge eat a little bit and then just get back to it, get cleaning, eating again and get back to the gym. But over the years it became, it became really bad. I mean, it became I had an eating disorder for sure. When I look back, I can't even understand how was how my I didn't like how I could tolerate that much food in one sitting. A lot of times you'll hear more about, I feel like you hear more about anorexia or bulimia, but you don't hear much about binging and it is an eating disorder. Then it it really had a grip on me, man, for a long time. I had to completely walk away from that whole world of weight training and that whole figure shows and all that for quite a while. So really, when I felt I was ready to come back, I did not want to go back to that world. I wanted something brand new. And that's when I went into boxing, into mm. Muay Thai, and then that into boxing. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. That was a really, you know, I, I can feel for people that that struggle with 
with food, with eating addictions. I, I get it. I understand. Mm. Yeah. I love your compassionate heart and empathetic heart and your willingness to your bravery to share your story. So yeah. thank you for that. I feel like if you share, then other people might hear that and they'll feel encouraged by it, but not alone, you know. Well, I love that you shared the lessons that you learned because I believe once we learn those lessons, that's knowledge and it's not until we share it out loud that it becomes yes. wisdom. Right. So thank right. you for sharing your wisdom. And I'm just so grateful it's over. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Yeah. It's been years now and I'm just so grateful for that. Thank God. Yeah. Well, I'm going to take a quick minute to do a shout out to the sponsors. Okay. And to share the incredible teams that I have been blessed to partner with, like Heroes Media Group, who produces this show. And I also want to talk about this wonderful energy supplement that I have found with my friends over at ULA Universe. It is called Sisu Stamina. And now typically in the afternoon, I like a good cup of coffee to give me keep me fired up throughout the day. And I have noticed that I've been taking this Sisu Stamina for about a week and I don't have a need to keep me going with that cup of coffee. So it has definitely given me energy. It is full of amazing good stuff. And I don't like to put, we're talking about, you know, keep what you eat and what you put in your body. I don't like to put a whole lot of chemicals and stuff like that in my body. So I really made sure this is made of some good stuff and my friends over at ULA Universe have partnered with me and they are giving you, when you go to their website, a 10% savings when you enter the code SPARKS10 when you check out. So if you'll head over there at ulauniverse.com and I'll put that in the show notes as well. And I also want to mention the Firestarters book project, which is a really you know, one of my passion projects is connecting and collaborating with other creative thought leaders inside a book to really ignite a movement. And this upcoming movement is about around kindness. So join the movement today at firestartersbookproject.com. Well, Delilah, clearly we could talk for hours. But hours. One of, hours. One of the things that... There's so many times. <laughs> Yes. And one of the things that I really am curious about, how has your self-love program that you've really kind of developed now, how has it made you a better leader? So how has my whole journey made me a better leader? Yeah, well, and how you you invest in yourself again, you know, it's not just about, you know, you doing all these amazing things for other people because you are. But really, it's how we invest in ourselves, and that overflows, and we yeah. become better leaders because of it. I just have one word. It's love, you know? Mm. Love. Love is the, the word. Because, you know, since my faith is so strong, and I, I, put, I put God before anything, I fill up on that. I fill up on his word. And so when I go out into the world, I'm able to serve people with love and, mm. and more and more every day. So, and it's what the world needs right now. We really yeah. need more love, more understanding, more grace, all the things that the Lord shows us. And it's really my honor to have the light of Christ in me because I know he is in me just as he is in whoever believes, you know, and to be able to go out into the world and just love on people and be understanding. And, you know, there's a lot of anger out there. There's a lot mm -hmm. of angry people out there. People are confused. 
they're sad, they're hurting. It's a hurting world right now. Yeah. It just really is. And so all of the experiences and all of the self-love, because it comes from the one who loves me, I know that I'm loved and I fill up on that so I can go out into the world and love others. Beautiful. I love that. <laughs> I put on words. I love that. So I'm so <laughs> honored that you have taken time to share with us your story and all the things that you're oh, doing. Yeah. So what do you want to be remembered for? What would be your legacy? Gosh, what do I want to be remembered for? I think just that serving people from with, with, with your heart, you know, not because there's something in it for you. We live, we live in, in a world that, you know, and, and I'm guilty of this too. It's not like I'm some perfect person over here, but, you know, it's the human tendency. You know, we do something for somebody and then somewhere in the back of our mind, we're like, well, maybe someday it'll come back around. Well, it will come back around the way God wants to bless you, but yes. serve from your heart without expectation, right? Yes. If we can just have a, a servant's heart, Having a servant's heart in this world, imagine the kind of world that we have, you know, if people would Amen. really have servant's heart, you know, yes. and I really, that's the legacy I want to leave is to, to just live a life of a servant's heart and love. Well, you speaking of mainstream, that is so not mainstream. So good for you <laughs> for being that way, because you literally are living your legacy now in all the things that you're doing. You know, like I said before, it's glory to glory. So I'm always being refined every day. I want to be refined. And I think I think that, too, is something that humbles me is because I know I, I'm being refined. I'm being perfected in Christ likeness every day. Right. So it's the desire to want that, too. It's not a, oh, I got to read my Bible. I got to go to church. Like, no, it's not that at all. It's like this desire to want it because you know what comes from it you know right. you know that for your greater good and you know there's blessings around the corner when you're walking when you're walking in truth so Love doesn't it. mean we're perfect does right. not mean we're perfect because we're not so where can people connect you we talked about your yeah. website but what about yes. any social media things yeah like yes absolutely so on instagram fighter delilah so like fighter delilah D-E-L-I-L-A-H and then Facebook, Delilah V. Matos. And then, yeah, my website, beautifulfighter.com. And then, I mean, that's really my three socials. I do okay. Instagram and Facebook mostly. I'm not a Snapchat. I don't do all this other stuff. There's so many. That's so the many. other thing. It's, just, it's better for me to focus on two or three main things right. than 15 different channels. I'm like, where am I going? Yeah, so. Perfect. <laughs> Love it. And we'll have Less the is more, right? Yeah, is more. <laughs> and we'll definitely have your website in the show notes as well. So thank you for that. And Delilah, just it's been a, just such a joy again to have you here. Thank to you so much. Be I'm able... so glad we connected. And yeah. you know, this is the power of the power of technology. See, we can use it for good, right? So yeah. there's a lot of people that are like, oh, technology, and they're kind of against it, but you can use it for good. And this is such a great example. I'm so glad to be connected with you, Shay. Well, I'm thinking, just thinking back, it was probably 2020, I think, when we first yeah. started getting yeah. connected. So three years yeah. now has gone by. I know. And we built this yeah. friendship. And it's like, oh my gosh, who knew? You know, yeah. that's you're right, the power of technology. But for I also sure. believe it's also the power of shining your light. And you do Absolutely. that beautifully. 
thank you so much. So have you. Look at you. I'm just so excited for you, too. Thank you. Really. I appreciate that. And I love your background there. Can I just, like, <laughs> go there? <laughs> yes. Come to Florida anytime. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, gosh. Love it. So before we go, I always like to leave with this question of what phrase, scripture, or mantra are you living by right now? Oh, I've got it right here. Because I was, like I was telling you before, it changes for me, you Absolutely. know? Yeah, and it changes from whatever season I'm in in my life or if I'm going through something or whatever. My scriptures, are they're always changing. But this one, this one is is one that I'm really focused, meditating on a lot right now. It's John, 1 John 8, 12. I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't be stumbling through the darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. And I just, mm. I stumbled through a lot of darkness for a long time. And again, that doesn't mean that I've arrived at perfection. I still, you know, make mistakes like all people do because we're human. There's a difference. There's a difference when you're actually stumbling in darkness and you start to walk with the Lord in the light, you will stumble in a different way. You'll, you, you have a discernment about things before they occur. So, you know, when you're stumbling in true darkness, the stumbling is much different. It's a blind kind of stumble. And so that's my verse. That's my verse. John 8, 12, the light of the world. Yeah. I love that. And I just want to comment here. Yeah. Just because last night we had a full moon and anytime I see a full moon, I, I just, I just feel like that's God's way of lighting our, up our darkness. Yes. So it's how perfect timing that you share that verse. That's awesome. Yes. Well, thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you, Shay. This was awesome. Yes. And we'll be right back with a surprise segment I like to call Don't Be a Dick. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yeah. Or I'm going to knock you out. (laughs) Welcome to a new segment that I like to call Don't Be a Dick segment. Don't be a dick in your relationships, leadership, and love. So dick stands for dishonorable, inconsiderate, conniving, and know-it-all. And I'll let me share a little story. Just like our guest today on today's show, Delilah, had mentioned about, unfortunately, she went through an eating disorder. And one of the things that we didn't get to talk about was the support. What support she had while going through that. Oftentimes as leaders, we don't really know how to support someone when they come to us and say, you know, I've got this going on. It might be a divorce, you know, that someone on our team is going through a divorce, or it might be an illness or a new diagnosis, or that they just are having a bad day. Oftentimes we're not taught as leaders how to support another person. So instead We might use something like sarcasm and we might make fun of them and we might go, oh, right, you poor thing. You've got that going on. Come on. Don't be a dick. Honor them. Don't be dishonorable. Allow them to have their thing, whatever it is. I mean, within reason, let's be honest. But for the most part, just be kind. Honor what they're going through. Honor their view of the world. And most of all, honor them. And when you do this, what you're really doing is honoring yourself. And that's it for the Don't Be a Dick segment.
So thank you for being here for the Shea Sparks show. And I hope you enjoyed our guest, Alila. She was amazing. She gave so much wisdom. And I hope you like the new segment that we've added. And I would love to hear from you. Feel free to go over to SheaSparksPodcast.com. Feel free to leave me a message. You can leave me a voice message and let me know what your thoughts are. It is a joy to be have over 200 episodes and now five years of podcasting under my belt. The amazing people I have spoken with. And you can find more at SheaSparksPodcast.com. And looking forward to next time. And until then, let's get fired up. Thank you.